0: This is the Let's Roll Podcast with your host, Double R. What up, everybody? It's your host, the Rosemose, Double R, and this is the Let's Roll Podcast. As you can tell, I'm still feeling other of the weather, but it's because I'm recording. And I've recorded two episodes. I've recorded the COVID one, and now I'm recording this one. But this one's going to be... I want to talk about a couple of different things. I want to touch on... The Cat Williams saying in my opinion on it, and I also want to talk about having um, uh, not the ability, but being able to see both sides of something. I brought this up before in, in episodes how I can see both sides of uh, of a situation, and I want to talk about that much more right after this. All right, guys. Let's talk about the Cat Williams situation and how he went on the Shannon Sharp podcast. Uh, I think it's called Shade Club. And Cat Williams basically unloaded on all these different people and comedians and, and stuff. And he claimed that he's just telling the truth. He, 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 he wants to just get the truth out there. And one of the things that was... That have prompted him to do this Is on the same podcast uh, Which is hosted by uh, Shannon Sharp He, Shannon was Interviewing Ricky Smiley Ricky Smiley was The comedian that played the Santa Claus In um, Friday After Next I think Is the one it's in Anyway you played the Santa Claus And um, Cat William played Muddy Mike Well Smiley said that the Money Mike was his part, and then Cat Williams came in, and he was given the part of Money Mike. And so, because of what Ricky Smiley said, Cat felt the need to come on the po- uh, Shannon's podcast and address this issue with a long bringing up other issues that he's had with several other people. Now, I'm not going to go into everything that was said, or 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 done on the podcast my what i want to talk about is how my opinion on it is one what is the point of you coming on and addressing and 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 tearing into everybody that has either done you wrong and some people he even tore into or said negative things about didn't necessarily do him wrong in my opinion it was just He's just mad because of their success that they had, I guess. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's it's more of a, I want to talk about you because you have all this that I didn't get. But at the same hand, he's popular. He's successful. He's got money. He He's done well for himself. And all the people he's cutting down have done well for themselves, too. So... Why do you feel the need that you gotta tear into everybody? What is it going to accomplish? I don't care, you know, why you, you know, like one of the things he brought up is how some people got success in the way he looks at it out of nowhere, like, like, and he mainly used Kevin Hart in this example. He said, "Well, Kevin." put out there that he was on the West Coast and he did all this and he ended up with a show and this and that and the other and now look at him, blah, blah, Now, he's insinuating that Kevin was, one, hand-picked by, by the cabal or whatever and that Kevin did what he had to do to get where he needed to be and and insinuated different things about how Kevin got where he was but he goes, but being Kevin in a documentary on Netflix, by the way, with Chris Rock, they did, you know, this documentary about them doing a comedy tour together. Kevin says in that one that all of his begin- be- beginnings and stuff was on the East Coast. Well, I'm pretty confident that everything that I've seen about Kevin Hart and watched about Kevin Hart, he's always said he's, he started on the West Coast. I mean, the East Coast, not the West Coast. Now, he said he's done, you know, stand-up and stuff on the West Coast, too, but it didn't. I didn't take it as he only did one or the other. But it's besides that. But Cat uh, Williams' point was being, you can't say you did all this over here in on the West Coast and do the same thing on the East Coast at the same time. So he was bringing up little things like that and talking about things like that, and... and he also brought up um, one of the other one with Cedric the Entertainer, where he talked about how Cedric stole a joke that he had done two or three years before that, before Cedric started bringing it up. And the only thing I can say about that is the jokes are similar, as in somewhat of a setup. But but Cedric's is about taking a spaceship shuttle or whatever to the moon and how, you know, how, what it would look like if, you know, a black person was taking his space shuttle up, having the music playing, blah, blah, blah. Cat Williams was about a car. So the only difference is, in, in necessarily a joke, was Cat was talking about driving a car. Cedric was talking about flying a spaceship or a space shuttle. My thing about comedians, and it's been there's been... A lot of things out there about different comedians stealing different jokes. And I watch uh, one of my favorite comedians is, is Gary Owens. Owen, not Owens, Owen. And he has said, you know, that that's known to happen in the comedy scene. That, you know, it's almost like an unwritten rule from what he said is that you don't do. You know, you don't like do your best stuff on stage, or you don't because somebody somebody might take it from you and you know and kind of change it for them. So I look at it like you taking a hit song from an artist, and I take it and I remix it and I make a version of it that it, that's for me. And I kind of think some jokes are are done the same way. You take a concept of a joke and you and you mix it a little bit to make it your own joke. I don't. I understand being upset that you took a joke, but even in Cat Williams' story about this particular joke, he he said that they came to him. Cedric and even Steve Harvey, I think, did a joke similar joke about it, uh, or a similar joke, and they both came to Cat Williams in kind of you know, talked it out, and Cat Williams, said, you know, forgave him and blah, 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 and then it was brought up again, and so Cat's on here to to spread the truth and in, in stuff on uh, what he feels like everybody should know. My only thing that, I, that that I don't like about when people do stuff like this is that what's the purpose and what is it going to accomplish? Because in my opinion, if you got a beef with somebody, go to the person and have the beef. I mean, if you wanted to come on the podcast and 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 talk all this stuff about individuals, why do not you bring? Why do not you say, "Hey, I'll come on the podcast, but I want you to bring you know the person I have a problem with on the podcast too, so we can just hash it out right there in public, so everybody can understand what's going on." But he's not going to do that, and I think the motivation behind Cat going on this podcast. Is that he has a tour coming up, so not to say that everything he said was a lie, and I I just think that he's coming on there, he's going to draw attention to himself, which he did. The podcast blew up, and people are talking about it everywhere. And as the time I'm I'm recording this episode, this is only about two or, two or three, maybe over the week, you know, the past weekend that this happened, so. By the time you hear this, it'll be like probably three weeks that you you hear this. not if you're a subscriber, you're gonna hear it about two weeks from the time it actually happened but but that but by the time this episode is public, it'll be more like three weeks so just my my thought is that i don't I don't understand what the purpose and what it's accomplished other than brings attention to him for his upcoming tour, so people will wanna go. Buy tickets and go see see everything, and so it's like free per you know pull. It, I cannot say the words, uh, but like free advertisement. It's it yeah. It's negative, and m- some people are gonna be rubbed the wrong way. Some fans might even be rubbed the wrong way about him coming out and saying he said, but it's nor it's neither neither good or bad from that a- aspect because it's going to draw attention and he's going to get what he wants. Now, going back to the Friday thing, the one thing I was discussing with my friend tonight was Ice Cube and Ricky Smiley both came out, you know, both responded to what Cat Williams said. And the way I understood it straight from from Ice Cube and Ricky Smiley, they confirmed both. Now, they were two separate videos a two separate I mean, it was one video, but it, the 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 comments made by Ricky Smiley and Ice Cube were not made like they were not in the same room, talk, you know, confirming or denying whatever. It was two different instances where Ricky Smiley um, debunked some of the things that Cat Williams was saying about the role of Money Mike, and then Cube even, you know, debunked uh, a lot of what Cat Williams said, and but. I think that Cat spoke the truth, but I think he elaborated and embellished how it actually happened. So you can look it up. Look up uh, Ice Cube response to Cat Cat Williams' claims, and there will be a video that will show him, or you know, he, he he'll be. I mean, he's not being interviewed. He just he just put a response out on his own. The argument that me and my friend got into—not argument, but discussion—I should say—was he his his opinion was he believes more of what Cat Williams saying over what Ice Cube and Ricky Smiley saying. My point of view was I can't I can't say who's telling the truth, who's not, but I would tend to lean towards Ice Cube because he's the one that wrote and created and produced this movie. Now, yes, he has He has an alternative moment, possibly, to say, yeah, that's not true, that's not what happened, blah, 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 because he doesn't need to look bad. But I don't take Ice Cube um, from what I've seen and watch interviews and stuff like that. I don't really take that vibe from him. But my friend had a different opinion. But that being said, that's what I wanted to talk about on the Cat Williams things. When I come back, I want to talk about basically having an opinion, how you form that opinion and how you, I feel in my opinion, but you need to be able to see both sides of the, of a situation or an argument to form your opinion. I'm going to do that right after. All right. So let's get into this whole um, opinion thing and how I have this thing about me where Somebody can present a situation to me, or I can watch a video, whatever. I I do this a lot on this podcast, where I can look at both sides of a situation or argument, and I can say, you know, yeah, I understand this part, and I agree with this, this part over here, but up until a point, I disagree, blah, blah, and I might understand why somebody's done one thing and why the other person's done another. And then I form my opinion around that. Well, my friend is like like he likes to say um, he's black. He, it's either black or white for him. And I like to say I live in the gray area a lot. I I don't look at things a lot of things at black and white. Um, there was an example I gave him tonight that a it, it, you know uh, we'll say a a mother of a child or a baby goes to Walmart because she she doesn't have money, so she decides to go to Walmart to steal some formula to to feed her baby and she gets caught. And so I look at the, the situation and I see I see the side of the mother. I understand why she made that choice and what she did and why she did what she did. I see the side of the, the store or Walmart that you came in, you stole something that hurts this store, and and you know there are consequences to that. I get that. My only discretion would be: Does she need to be held? Not that she doesn't need to be held accountable. Accountable, but does she need to get me the maximum of punishment for what she did? I look at it like she needs to have a consequence, but the de- the consequence doesn't necessarily have to ruin her life right like but when i say that i look at both sides of the situation or you know i see both sides then i can form form my opinion because i could see a situation where i see both sides and go nope they got to be you know you know throw the book at them you know what i'm saying like i understand i'm i understand you're justifying what you did but your justification doesn't really, you know, eliminate what your your um, punishment or your um, consequence should be. So I look at a whole situation and I look at the circumstance of, and the content, the content, uh, you know, of what, what it is before I make uh, an opinion. And my friend was so like, oh, you can't do that. You know, you got to you got to have it one way or the other first, you know. And so we brought up jury, you know, going to, uh, having jury service. And um, I went, I was a juror uh, in a traffic ticket case. Because he goes, oh, you'll never be a juror with that attitude. I said, yes, I will. He goes, nobody's going to pick you. Well, but if I meet the criteria that they put in front of me and I say, okay, I'll be a juror, then yeah. But he was saying, because I see both sides, that, it, you know, I wouldn't get picked. I w- I'm, I'm not one side or the other. And I just kept saying, you can't form an opinion unless you can see both sides and understand both sides. You, you sure, I could have said, well, maybe, why didn't, you know, before you went and stole the formula, why didn't you, you know, try to get some money somehow? You know, there's other ways of getting help for your baby. But some pe sometimes some people do different, you know, different desperate things at desperate times. So with that being said, you know, I was in traffic court being uh, on the jur- being one of the jurors. And one of the things or there's several things that happened. One, the guy that got the ticket was representing himself. So he didn't get a lawyer or try to get one appointed to him or whatever. And he he did two couple of things. First thing he did when he was able to question the police officer, he brought up the theory that everybody has, that a cop has a quota. And he goes, well, you only wrote me a ticket because you have a quota and you got to meet your quota. Well, as me and my brother have brought up, one, our father it was a police officer, and plus, we know we have several friends and, and stuff in the family that are police officers. And one officer says, I don't have a quick, uh, a, a quota as in, I got to write 50-something tickets. But I do have to write 10 tickets a week. Now, that doesn't mean 10 individual tickets. It means I could pull over one person and write them all 10 tickets. But that doesn't mean he's going to write 10 tickets every week for sure. But I look at logically, like, if my part of my job is to write traffic tickets and I haven't produced one traffic ticket in a while, uh, you know, any traffic tickets on a regular basis, then maybe I'm not doing my job. So, But there's not a quota like you have to have these many, you know, necessarily a big amount or many. And just because... You got caught doing something wrong doesn't mean he's only writing you a ticket because he has a quota. So that little comment I didn't like. The other thing I didn't like was that, um, not that I didn't like, but in his defense. Well, another question to the cop was what what the the guy with the ticket was trying to uh, brought up in his defense was there was actually two trucks of a similar make. Pretty close, you know. He was close to another truck of a similar model. His argument was, "Well, how did you know I was the one speeding?" Um, and then, me, the, and then, man, he said in his is in his defense. He said, "Well, I was going five miles over the speed limit, and normally, you know, you'll they'll give you five miles over." Now, remember, I said that, okay? Because once we heard everything, we went back and to deliberate, I think I'm saying that right, um, what we just heard. And so, we go back, and we start discussing everything we heard, and at first, everybody, or mostly everybody, I should say it like that, mostly everybody wanted to just to give him a break and, and uh, you know, let, you know, dismiss the ticket. But then I said, well, wait a minute. Now, this is where I see both sides. Partly we see both sides, but This is where I kind of really take one side, or not really take one side, but I, I, I see it kind of black and white, sort of. But anyway, I said, wait a minute. I said, why? What what is he fighting? Is he fighting the, the speeding ticket, as in how fast he was going, or is he fighting the ticket itself? That he's he's claiming that he wasn't speeding. And mostly everybody's opinion was he's he's fighting it. That he didn't he wasn't speeding. I said, Well there's a problem in that then. And they said, Well, what is it? And I said, He admitted in his own defense that he he was speeding. The part where he said, I was going five miles over the speed limit, but y'all you know, they they usually give you that. By that statement alone, he just admitted that he was speeding. He's not arguing that he wasn't going seventy seven. He's arguing that he wasn't speeding at all, and he just admitted it. And when I brought that up, most of them got, and yeah, they kind of tried to, yeah, but I said, no. But if he admits it, then he's admitted it. He says he's guilty. He's guilty of speeding, is what I kept saying. I'm like, he didn't say he was guilty of speeding at 77 or whatever it was. He just said he, he's guilty of speeding. And so we asked the... the um, bailiff, I guess you could say it, that's who it was, or the the officer or whatever, to go ask the judge what what his penalty would you know, what what what's what's the threshold of penalty or whatever. They came back, they said it you know, what the maximum was and what the minimum was and we ended up giving him I think like the minimum. It was it was it was still it was like only like a hundred and fifty dollar, you know, that he had to have to you know pay or whatever and um, the, the part that I didn't tell my friend tonight when we were talking about this of, of this particular story was that so we we go back into the courtroom and we tell you know the judge you know we give the judge our verdict says okay well you know you're you know found blah 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 and send us to and he tells me or us the juror jury and the um, plaintiff or the defendant, what whichever he was, um, you basically told everybody they were dismissed and sent us all out of the courtroom at the same time to the same, you know, go see the. They told the jurors, jurors, to go see the, you know, the the clerk at the front to make sure we had all the correct information, so we would we get our or I maybe mean, we went went to go pick up our pay or whatever. And so now we're out in the hall. With the guy that we just said that he was guilty and he and I'm kinda going, Why did this just happen? You could have dismissed the jury, sent us out, got us out of there and then sent him out. Not that he was a murderer or anything, but he oh man, he started laying him into us. And he goes, Man, I can't believe that and I just looked at him, I said, Dude, by your own admission, you said you were speeding. That's what the ticket's for. It's a speeding ticket. If you would have if you would have fought the ticket as in, I wasn't going that fast, and that's all you had to say. I wasn't going that fast, and you know, just stayed on that aspect of it instead of saying, "Well, I believe," you know, I either I believe or I was going only five miles over. You, then five miles over is still speeding, and it's still against the ball. So I, you know, I I have this thing where I see, you know, uh I, you know, going back to seeing both sides, and and. And not being, you know, so black and white on things. And it really irritates my friend that I play. It's not the friend that I live with. It's the friend that I play online with on GTA, on PlayStation. And I've mentioned him before. He's an older gentleman. And he in, in he's older than me by, by, I think, 12 years or something like that. And uh, anyway, he, he, he you know, he he's... He's very set in his ways and very uh, black and white when it comes to taking sides and stuff. And I, I just, I just, you know, from the Cat Williams thing to seeing things, seeing you know both sides of a situation. Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about that tonight uh, on on this episode. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. And all I can say to you is uh, try to see both sides of a story before you. Jump to a conclusion or an opinion, you know try to see the whole picture before we judge judge something and I am not i i I can be guilty of quick to judge, but there's a lot of times that my first reaction is not my last, and when I start giving more information and in, and in, in trying to see both sides of a situation. Sometimes that changes. Oh, and going back to the jury thing, you know, I told Ed, I said, look, even if I was picked by, you know, prosecution or the, the defense because I went, I was meaning, leaning more towards, you know, that side, whatever side it is, doesn't mean I couldn't be flipped. You know, they, they might ask me, hey, how do you feel about this, this, and this, and I give them the. I might give the answers to where it, le- it looks like I might lean towards, you know, guilty, and they, and they, they go ahead and say uh, they pick me. But then once the case starts gets rolling, maybe I don't pick. You know, it, it, that's the whole point of a jury, is to to decide on based on everything that you hear and hear both sides of an argument to decide if you if 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 you're gonna lean the way you originally thought you might lean. So it it again, I just thought it was funny how he kept arguing with me or you know, arguing, discussing, whatever, um, that you can't you can't look at both sides to to form an opinion. And I'm like, yes, you kinda have to do that. You know, you have to. Like it it I, at least that's the way I form my opinions. At least I try. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, As always, you should go and check out the website, theletsrollpodcast.com. Send us feedback. Get all this good stuff that we're putting out now. And as always, until next time, let's roll. You're listening to the Let's Roll Podcast with host Double R. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media. Find links in the description below or at theletsrollpodcast.com.